Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Hey, friends, and welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. My name is Brad Pierre, and I'll be the host for today's show. And I'm here with my good friends and brothers in Christ, Dan Dimite and Aaron Richards. And uh, as Aaron would say, we're in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio. And um, we're really excited today because it's not just another day in the studio. Mm. Today is a day in the studio during the Empower Conference, which is really exciting. So our Empower Conference is our young adult conference here at Damascus. We started a couple years ago. This is our third rendition mm-hmm. of it, and um, mm-hmm. we're right in the middle of it. So we're excited to kind of talk about what the Lord's already doing and um, talk it's a little a bit about it. It's a rendition, huh? Uh, what, does, that, does that word mean what I think it means? <laughs> I, I, I think know. it means it's the <laughs> third production thereof, or yeah. the third like iteration of it. Yeah. Those it, are it all just different makes it words. sound very produced as I, opposed to yeah, Holy Spirit-driven. But we are currently <laughs> recording a podcast and a radio show, so I thought having very succinct language could be good. On that note, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you maybe for some succinct language in prayer that can kick us into— oh, okay, great. Uh, is that- Actually, if you are a faithful Beyond Damascus uh, viewer, we decided a couple episodes ago, Brad, that this chair was going to be the official chair oh, seat. Oh, okay, so we're going to just pass it. I'm not in the official chair seat, but I never get asked to pray. The Official chair seat or the prayer seat? Oh, chair and seat are the same thing. If we're going to talk words today. I'm praying <laughs> okay, in the name so. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, uh, we love you, and we adore you, and we bless you, we praise you. Lord, you are uh, mighty to save. You are wonderful and glorious. You are everything to us, and we want to give our lives completely and entirely to you. Lord, we thank you for calling us into your service. We thank you for allowing us to experience intimacy with you. We thank you for calling us into partnership in the new evangelization with you. We pray that you would empower us as we um, listen to this episode, as we enter into this conversation. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Anyone who's listening today, I pray that the power of God would just um, be manifested more boldly and more concretely in your life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's so good. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for today's episode because I really love this time of year in our ministry. There's something about the Empower Conference for us internally that's super special because our mission staff and our missionaries, they're serving alongside each other. And a lot of times, um, for those who are listening, our, our missionary program, our first and second year missionaries, they run retreats year round. Our mission staff help facilitate those retreats, aid those retreats, and aid all the other things that we do as Damascus. And to see them on a conference together, ministering alongside each other is always super cool. Um, I wonder, just from your guys' perspective, because obviously Empower has gone through some seasons because we started it during really the the end, well, I guess kind of like towards the tail end of the first wave of the pandemic. And there's been a lot that's happened in it. Um, I think I just want to ask what your experience of Empower has been the last couple of years before this year. Um, yeah, and just kind of build from there. Oh, nice. Aaron, yeah, for, do I, share. I think for me, this has been one of those uh, one of those realities where we sort of just hold on lightly to mm-hmm. to what it is that God's offering. You know, mm-hmm. the first year, and Brad, you you know, to to give credit where it's due, you were really one of the one of the big advocates of of this conference. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in light of the pandemic when all of the other major conferences had kind of canceled their efforts yeah. that we decided we wanted to do something intentionally here. Mm-hmm. And 
every subsequent year, it seems that we've asked the question as to whether this thing has run its course or whether we should still be engaging. And it's, it's really neat year after year. And once again, especially this year to see that there is in fact a community that, that really desires this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really hungry for this. And I think for me, um, it's one of those moments where, uh, kind of our core family, you know, mm-hmm. our, our mm-hmm. missionary alumni, our mission staff, um, you know, camper alumni and their close friends can, can all unite in such a way that like, w- we are just aggressively going after the Lord with a hunger and expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen to that. That's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dan? Um, yeah, I think because of that, I think the, um, there's a need for fresh revelation. Like a lot of times in ministry, especially here, like we run confirmation retreats. And so uh, if you're going to run 15 confirmation retreats throughout the course of the year, you're going to do, we run the same confirmation (laughs) retreat 15 times, right? Or if you're, you're, we run summer camp, right? Mm -hmm. And in the summer, you know, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. We have three different camps. We have uh, like all of these, like seven, what, over 7,000 kids that will serve this summer, but it's, um, for the most part, we're running the same camp week Mm -hmm. after week after week. And ministry can sometimes become repetitive. And uh, for me, it's fun because this conference, because all of our missionaries who already receive all of our formation are Mm -hmm. present Mm -hmm. and all of our mission staff missionaries who have been walking in our way of life for four to five years, Mm -hmm. it's like preparation for this conference is like, I need fresh revelation. Mm-hmm. I like, Lord, you have to pour out something new and you need to, you need to communicate something new and you need to do something new. And mm-hmm. so it's really a, for me, it's always been a, a season of crying out for, mm-hmm. for the freshness and, and maybe fresh revelation isn't the right thing to say theologically, right? Because sure. Jesus Christ is the, is the fullness, fullness of, of revelation. revelation. Yeah. Okay. But a fresh <laughs> spin on the fullness <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, revelation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because it might be surprising to people, but you haven't exhausted the entirety of Jesus uh, and the know, revelation it, that he brought. Yeah, is that what you're saying? It's like the mystery of God is inexhaustible <laughs> it's like it's, or something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but to, you know, and I think that's what's so fun for me is it really puts me on a place of dependence on my knees, like crying yeah. out to God. And the fruit I've seen from that is mm-hmm. um, that I personally have like, it's a, it's a beautiful conference for me. Mm-hmm. And I think it is for, there's, there's a hunger for people I feel like sometimes you go to conferences and and you wait until day three to get into the meat and potatoes. And that's always just kind of annoying. It's like, I, I got a lot of things to do in my life. Like, I don't want to wait until day three. Like, mm-hmm. if there's good stuff, let's start with the good stuff. And um, and I, I feel like that's one of the things we try to do here is just go, boom. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have time mm-hmm. to wait. It's, a, it's an empower conference. So the goal isn't faith awakening. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't mm-hmm. have to spend the time with the initial proclamation of the gospel, we just kind of just go in. Like mm-hmm. we assume this is a crowd of disciples of Jesus who are hungry for the more of God and it allows us to take the next step mm-hmm. into the more of God. Yeah, and I think it, a, a huge uh, part of the conference that allows us to do that is that we have that large group processing time like in the morning after our night sessions, right? Because I think what a lot of people, when they listen and they say, well, how can you go super deep right away, right? Like, because there's gonna be different people in the crowd. There's gonna be people that know you and that have been to conferences before and that have encountered God deeply before and that are actively living discipleship. And then there's gonna be the people that were invited by them. And how do you meet both of them where they're at? And what I would say is that the the way that we've felt like the Lord's invited us to do it is to really, night one, set the bar high and explain what God's doing. And like, in our times now. 
And then in the mornings for anyone that was on any of those different planes to come together and to process, here's where I was at. And here, like, and then all of a sudden you're building up a unified front. Then by the time you get to night three, the people that were in very different places now have processed that and are in a very similar place. So I think that that's a that's, huge part of what That's a unique dynamic to it this is. conference, right? Definitely. But can you explain how that happens? Yeah. So we have empower sessions. So to your point, Dan, it's not just faith awakening. We're wanting to empower people. And really to your point, Aaron, when we first started this conference, what I saw as a gap in our young adult uh, mission was that at Damascus, in all of our things, we awaken, empower, and equip. And I saw in our young adult sphere that we were awakening people on college campuses through our awakened nights and through other things. And we were equipping them through our missionary program. And I saw this kind of gap where I, I think young adults who even don't serve with us as missionaries go serve somewhere else. Yeah. We have something I think to offer them. And so um, long story short, in order for it not to be a faith awakening conference, I thought to Dan's point, we really needed to go at like new revelation uh, in, in what was being provided, like this is an aspect of Jesus that we want to present to you in, in in this way. And from there, we decided that every um, subsequent morning, so we have four, a four-day conference, we have three night sessions, and we have three empower sessions. And those are sessions in the morning led by some of the most amazing pastoral mm -hmm. people you ever meet. Um, and uh, a lot of them are on our team. So Monica, uh, Aaron's wife, has led them in the past. Sarah Kazmarek, who's a part of Encounter Ministries, has led them in the past. We have some in in-house people um, carrying them this year who um, might not be as familiar to our listeners, but are equally as amazing. Yeah. And um, and really, they just unpack with people. Like, hey, you might have came in last night, and it might have been hard to enter in. Let's go to the Lord with that this morning, right? Were there things on your mind? Were there things happening around you that were different, you know? Or you might have come in, and you might have had an expectation, and you might have set the current for the night for yourself. Mm -hmm. Did you yield to the Lord? Like, you can you can ask these questions that allow people to be like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, I fit that mold, or I fit that. Yeah. And it allows me to see how God wants to empower me past my circumstance. It's like a large group, small group. A large group, small group. No, <laughs> yeah. that is, yeah, that's a way of saying it, for sure. Yeah, so and instead it, of just like— yeah. Because sometimes you go to the conferences and there's so much content mm -hmm. that you don't actually mm -hmm. process or yeah. activate the content yes. in your life. And so there That's was really content good. delivered last night. There was time and silent adoration where we're just like, okay, now you, God's doing things in your heart. Just mm -hmm. you can't run mm -hmm. and talk to someone else about it. Just talk to God about yes. it. And, yes, and real. then this morning it's this, yeah, it's processing. Okay, so don't move away from that word before it's been activated and mobilized in your life. And so those mm -hmm. questions, that's so neat how they do that is they allow it to, okay, the Lord did something last night. We're not going to move on to the next topic yet. Yeah. Let's make sure that whatever he did mm -hmm. is kind And this happens all the time just to anyone listening, right? Mm -hmm. Like we have an amazing prayer time in the morning and God hits us with something. Are we going to mm -hmm. mass? Mm -hmm. And like the second reading is like, whoa, yeah. like, and you just get hit. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you leave mm -hmm. and you're at coffee and donuts or you go to work and all of a sudden, like it, you, you move on a little bit too fast. Mm -hmm. And what God wanted to do, if you don't revisit it, it's not actually done. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. when the spirit starts to stir something in you, don't move on mm -hmm. until, mm -hmm. and, until he's completed the work he's begun in you. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's something really neat about that, that Conferences often are content overload where mm -hmm. this is really, you no, know, we're activating this. Well, and let me add a little bit to that in the sense that, yeah, it's, so it's a large group, small group, but it's also a recognition that in the crowd, there are going to be people that process in different ways. So what happens is in the Empower session, they break into small groups, but the questions are asked individually. Mm -hmm. So from the front, you have someone who's 
like reading the room over the course of last night, coming in with their understanding of where they thought different people were at, come in and ask questions that you individually process and then share in a small group more on a peer-to-peer level without a leader within the small group. And, and this is a reason for that is because if, I guess I can just speak for me, like when I'm in a small group, sometimes I'm so external that I'll dominate the small group and I don't mean to. Like, I don't mean to, like, overpower someone else's process. It's good self-awareness, Yes, though, no, thanks. But, um, <laughs> but, no, the reason, but I, I think the reason I'm saying that is simply to make the point that in that case, I want to wrestle those things. And when someone asks me that question and I can start that wrestle and thought process, yeah. then by the time I go into that small group mm-hmm. to share, I'm like, oh, I've actually processed these questions. Here's what I'd like to share so that I can get a different lens on it. And now someone that processes like me and then someone who's incredibly internal is also able to kind of sit and then bring something to the table. So I think that's what makes it unique. And I think it's also what makes it empowering. But you're right, Dan, we have to um, we have to allow the Lord to, to actually speak to us and then for us to respond to it. And that goes back to what Aaron was saying. I mean, each year the Empower Conference has been pretty different. And I, I'm sure that's people's experiences in the beginning of really anything, you know? Yeah. But every year, we've had certain things that have remained the same, and we've had certain things that when we've gone to the Lord, we're like, actually, we're called to implement this, or we're called to change this a little mm-hmm. bit. That that hanging on loosely um, is really important because it puts God in charge. And I think that's um, a huge goal of the Empower Conference is we want to put yeah. God in charge because they're going to leave with him and not necessarily with us. Okay. So this podcast isn't meant to be a commercial for ourselves. So (laughs) how, like, why does this matter for anyone who's listening? Yeah. Right. So that's, I think that's what I wanted to go next is I think the, um, the, the foundation that we're setting here is to really say that the empower conference is supposed to be a different kind of conference. Not, not so that the people listening all come to the empower conference, although you could, if you'd want to, um, and you registration, should. And you should. Yeah, 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 yeah. but no, to your point, not, not to make it a commercial, but to say that I think the reason that people are coming to this and that we've sold out each year that the three have been different is precisely because the conference isn't made to bring people together. It's made to send people out. Like the reason this is relevant for the people listening is if you want to be empowered in your life, go somewhere where you can get fresh revelation and formation and then go do something about it. Yeah. Right? Like like if we're just going to be conference junkies for the rest of time or if we're just going to be hopping from program to program for the rest of time, we're going to have these momentary fillings where we are going to a place to ask what we can get instead of through the lens of then in turn what we can You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. This is Raul Caro, founder of the JP2 Catholic Radio Network. Catholic Radio promotes the sense of the personal encounter. A type of encounter found between a radio host and callers helps to soften up the heart and open it up to receive the word, which is the good news. As a result, hearts are transformed and lives are saved because of Catholic Radio. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio. Now more than ever. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. One time somebody said to me, why don't you air these people? And I said, no, because I don't think they're Catholic. He says, by what right do you have to say that? I said, I own the network. 
Mother Angelica Live Classics. Every morning, 2 Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. <laughs> I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. It just came to my mind when you were talking there. But like in our faith so often, we encounter and process and don't act. And then we encounter and process and don't act and encounter and process and don't act. And I wonder like, what would that look like in your, in your, um, in your job? <laughs> if like, if you encountered your boss and you processed what they said and you never acted, I'm not saying that God, like the analogy is going to fall short at some point. But what I'm saying ultimately is that you wouldn't be doing the job of the assignment you've been given, yeah. right? At a minimum, right? You'd be a bad Yes, you'd be, a, you, no, no, no. <laughs> but you, you, well, you would be at least an employee making bad choices, yeah. right? And so, uh, but at, at some point, the action is actually that, and this is what's so beautiful. And we've had conversations here about the, the, the faith and works type stuff. Ultimately, that action is what is giving credibility mm. and what is giving authenticity to what you're saying you're encountering. Yeah. You know? And now, and now there's a there's a humility to understand that certain things that God has us encounter and process, we're not privy to act on right away. So I'm not saying just go act all the time, but the essential element of action yeah. is definitely part of any kind of maturity in any place, a job place. Think about if a coach, I'm encountering a coach's teaching <laughs> and I'm I'm processing it. And then, you know what? I turned the ball over again. I'm benched. Now, again, I'm not saying that God's going to bench us. What I'm saying is the reason I'm being benched or the reason in my job I would be fired is because I'm, I'm not actually doing the assignment that's at hand. Well, I mean, there are indications in scripture that you can be benched in the sense of like, if, if the spirit has an anointing over your life and you don't step into that anointing, <laughs> He's gonna give it to someone else. Like literally, uh, uh, in scripture, he no no one's preaching the gospel. So what is it like? A donkey starts to preach the gospel. Mm. It's like that if uh, the Lord's gonna, His Spirit is going to fall over someone who's going to take action. And if you don't take action, you're gonna that's you're gonna miss word. out. Yeah, and, that's a good word. And that so, should be hopeful too. Yeah, it should. because because if if we're hungry, you know, like and again, I don't know. Sometimes hungry, we can be like, okay, that's a word that has like, even if that doesn't sit well with you, like hungry, like expectant, you use the yeah. word that you want, but like that, that should be hopeful for us. That yeah. When that happens, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's part of the definition of the call, right? Yeah. That, you know, the, the Lord is very clear through scripture consistently that, that as we enter in, like that fruit is expected of us, you know? So it, you can't do one without the other. Yeah. And uh, I think is the, the quicker we can come to to recognize that and and to demonstrate that and to call people to that and to mm -hmm. witness to that. I mean that that's why that's why most people, if we want to be honest, their their common experience of Christianity is boredom, right? Right? Because yeah. because because they're missing a major component of it. Yeah. Well, the, the, like the adventure that we emphasize, like at Damascus, a lot of times I'm asked kind of like how adventure got in, and you guys would probably know more than I there, but since I've been here like what I've begun to realize is action is where adventure's at. Like it, the adventure's not in the, like it, it is in the encounter, which is what stirs me. But then in the process, that's that's why it gets boring is because I was really excited at the encounter, but then the process kind of got tedious and I was kind of overwhelmed and I didn't know which direction to go. 
But it's like, no, take that excitement. Sure, process it. But the moment that you're like, I feel kind of like stuck, go do something. Yeah. Like, go, like, again, I'm not saying, like, <laughs> again, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not. Don't go be imprudent and do a bunch of dumb things. What I'm saying is, like, go do something. Go, go, go have, like, at, at a minimum, go have a conversation with a, mm-hmm. a friend of yours who also loves the Lord and is trying to grow and allow them to challenge you, hold them accountable, have it in a public space so someone might overhear it, open a Bible at a coffee shop. Like, uh, those aren't the, the, those aren't the epitome of mission, but those are a start. Like, don't get stuck because then it gets boring, right? Yeah. When the devil's convinced us watching people do something is doing something, right? Watching like, if people I do it, something is doing something. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. if I watch TV, I'm watching football players play yeah. football and I'm like in the game. I've you heard know, you like, talk I feel about like this I'm with a Facebook. part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like uh, it might have been in one of our recent episodes, but in, like on Facebook, you're like, yeah, I feel like I do something when I like it. Yeah. Or yeah. Something yeah. Like I, that. I, that, I like that, this comment. That idea, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's that, no, the, like going to a conference feels like I'm doing something right. Like, but I'm going to the conference for encounter and for, um, processing. Yeah. And then, then I have to do something. Yeah. And, and so the, the people running the conference, they're the ones doing something at that point. Right. And it's so, so don't just watch them do something and feel like, because I'm watching them yeah. do something, I'm doing something like, no, like let's go and do it. Let me receive their gift. And, then mm-hmm. and I always feel a little stupid when I watch these, like, I really like adventure shows. Like sure. the, you know, like, lost or like alone <laughs> and these like shows where people are like living out uh these like adventure realities i'm like dude uh, i don't i don't go backpacking like that <laughs> like, 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 like i don't live that adventure that i apparently well, we, love we so also much. have to recognize survival of the fittest is real and if i'm out there backpacking yeah, like done. some of these like i'm not on the show i died before they started filming yeah. actually when we got lost i was lost and i was done but um no i i think that um I, yeah, I, like that adventure side, I think is important. I do, and I I want to um, I want to actually speak to the empowerment aspect of that. Like, I think a lot of times the reason we're not wanting to go into action is because we feel like we've been awakened without power, mm. right? So, the the encounter is what awakens. We, I mean, we know that, right? So it, it awakens me, like like it opens my eyes. Like I love that story of the um, the blind man that Jesus heals. I'm forgetting where it's at in scripture, but when when he first prays, the man has his sight partially restored. And he sees, um, it's, he says, this has always been confusing to me. He says that he saw people that looked like trees, but how did he know what trees looked like? Maybe he had in his mind that trees (laughs) looked like people. I don't know. But, um, you're not really blind, are you? Yeah. yeah. But then, uh, we'll set that aside. But then the Lord contends, uh, contends again. Brad just debunked the entire (laughs) word of God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Leave your comments just to let me know how appreciative you are. No, I'm kidding. No, the, uh, the someone's gonna be like, well, let me explain exactly (laughs) why Brad. Here's the reality. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be glad to learn. Um, but the second time, then his eyes are, are fully opened. Um, and I think there's something to be said there that actually, I think in our, in our journey, when we're awakened, it's kind of that we see as in a mirror, like it mm-hmm. says in first Corinthians, we see, and it's actually through empowerment that I, that I feel, um, the impetus to pursue God in a, a more complete way and to pursue mission in a more complete way. And my eyes go from that kind of healed into the greater clarity as I make that journey, you know? And so I think the Empower Conference, um, we were trying to get people into action by letting them know, like, that power is inside of you. What, what do you guys think about that? Like, just that idea of power, I, I do think that's a huge hesitation. So if, we're, if we encounter and then go to process, I think the stumbling block yeah. between process and action, a lot of times is I'm not confident in the power. That- well, and one of the cool things about this 
this crew that's here as well is that most of them are living this on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, so, on their college campuses and their places of work. Right? And I mean, one of the one of the big audiences that we have here is even our our ambassadors. Yes, right? that's right. And those are missionaries. For those listening, those are missionaries who serve with us in the summer, and we want to allow them to reintegrate to their campuses in a way that blesses there, right? Because again, our mm-hmm. missionary program in the summer is not to become the best summer of your life, but to be the summer that changes your life, so you can change. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, my experience at this event and my experience at similar ones like this has been, I really love, like Dan, to what you were saying earlier, participating as a leader, because I'm able to, I'm able to, to witness to the fact and to actually live the fact that like, Hey, I can't just always pour out. Like I, I need, yeah. I need to be in a place of, of truly positioning myself in hmm. the Lord to, 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 uh, act with desperation, right? Mm-hmm. To, to mm-hmm. come to the Lord oriented from a place of like, God, I, I, I can't, I can't do it on my own. And we as a community need to, need to, uh, cry out together and expect that, expect that you'll come. Yeah. Expect that you'll fulfill your promise. It's that simple prayer, right? Like I need more. Yeah. I need more because, um, because the more that you're calling me into greater things, the more I need you, right? There's like an increased dependency as we're ministering. And so we need, Seasons yeah. and conferences to come to the Lord and to do that. That's awesome. yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, I love the fact that that here here at Damascus this weekend we've got we've got uh, focus missionaries, we've got SPO missionaries, yeah. we've got yep. we've got Damascus missionaries, we've mm-hmm. got uh, campus ambassadors who have yeah. gone through the Damascus program. We've got our missionaries here who who are who are pouring out day in and day out. Dan, like you were talking about our confirmation retreats, you know, mm-hmm. we're doing doing a lot of the same thing, a lot you know, of a lot of really meaningful same things. Yes, right. And and this is a this is a time where it's really critical for us that we come together as a community and mm-hmm. say like Lord we we simply can't do this without you yeah mm-hmm. yep yep and and that's good to model too right like I think that's that's a, a beauty of, that I've seen so far in this particular conference is j- just to model in front of them what it looks like to say like we want to be dependent on the Lord yeah we want to be dependent on the Lord like if the Lord is speaking a different way for us to respond to this message tonight see right like I want to be open to that because again. What, yeah. he, what he wants to do is what what, what are some of those moments for you guys uh either either this year or in, or in the past that 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 you have felt like okay uh god i get to partner with you and like the the process that you're inviting me into i get to i get to witness to others i just i'd, I'd love to hear what god's even speaking this mm-hmm. this uh year in in preparation for the message this year yeah yeah um for me i, I i'll let you go after that dan but i i think um a huge part of my um, heart has been um, shaped and molded over the last year actually by our mission staff retreat last year. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is resonating with my heart a lot because when I went there, I went to a place where it was like, I am going to just be and receive and actually ask that the Lord would provide guidance for this next year, yeah. you know, w- with the brothers and sisters that are serving alongside me. And you guys know this as much as anyone. And I, I think that 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 shaped me so much because we focused on actually very similar to what we're speaking about as the theme of this particular conference, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, just the idea that the that that the Lord will be our God and that we'll be His people, mm-hmm. and like what what does that mean? Like, because that it seems so on its face basic, and but when you begin realizing, it's like, oh wait, actually, He put Himself in a place of relationship, and and He chose us not out of merit or things like that it's allowed me to prepare for all the ministry this year, including this conference in a different way. And so what I would say is that's an area where the Lord, to your point, Aaron, has heard, at least from my heart, like yeah. a cry to say, hey, I want to be reliant on you, not on me. I want to, I want you to be God and me to be people. 
I want you, Jesus, to be Jesus and me to be Simon of Cyrene, not mm. the other way around. Um, things like that. But that was huge for me this year. Yeah, it's funny because the – so we have the Empower Conference, and then right after the Empower Conference, we – because all of our mission staff and missionaries from around the country, they come into Ohio. We then go on retreat with all of our missionaries who are post-formation, yeah. no, our mission yeah, staff. Yeah, that's what and, I was talking about. And it's funny because last year at Empower, we still didn't have the content for this retreat. And we mm – -hmm. I mean, the plan for the retreat was just to – to pray and but it was so interesting uh, during empower the lord just downloaded the covenant he's like i want to i want to renew the covenant with you mm -hmm. as as mm -hmm. as my children you know missionaries mm -hmm. in damascus and and so that became the content for our mission staff retreat and <laughs> the first night it wasn't like anyone prepared to talk it was just a reflection on the fact that the lord says i will be your god and mm -hmm. it, it was like God showed up yeah. like in glory and like our team was on the ground, like worshiping him and crying out mm -hmm. and repenting for the fact Reconciliation. that, yeah, that I mean, we didn't like see him as God. The old relationships. It, it was, was insane. And I think the, just the simplicity of like, you can never stop. You can't stop meditating on just that phrase that I will be your God, that, that he has given himself to us and that, right. that he is who he says he is. And, yeah, um, and then and that we will be as people that this is this is love, and I think that um, you know, where's I going with that? I think the, um, I think that the you were asking Brad and Aaron just kind of like what what is he what is he saying? I think it's just the the fact that like mm -hmm. it's not that complicated. Yeah. It's just that we don't believe it. Like mm -hmm. it's that the simplicity of the old covenant that he's our God and we are his people that mm -hmm. he has given himself to us and we belong to him. Like that's an inexhaustible reality by itself. Yeah. Like, and we don't even believe it. And then the new covenant that like, that he loves us so much that he, he himself came and suffered and died for us, poured out his blood. And then when we say, I give you my life, he says, Oh yeah. And I give you my life. And I literally give you my divine life. Mm -hmm. And I put the divine life of the Holy spirit mm -hmm. inside of you. Yes. So that if I feel like at any point that I'm like encountering and processing, and then I can't take action. Well, the only reason I can't take action is because I actually don't believe in the goodness of the new covenant that the mm -hmm. life of God <laughs> has made his dwelling inside of me. And that is the source of my action. Like yeah. if I'm like, I don't have what it takes then you just don't believe the gospel. Mm -hmm. And I, I mm -hmm. like Jesus, whenever Jesus re preaches, he says, repent and believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. And it's like, mm -hmm. first of all, it's kind of funny because it's like, well, the gospel hadn't even been fully manifested yet. <laughs> like, but, but it's just like, we are so good at repenting uh, as Catholics. We, we, we love to go to church and say, man, I mm -hmm. really suck. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. we're so good at being like, yeah, man, I'm not yeah. good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Okay. Good. You, we've established that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Now the second part is believe in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Actually mm -hmm. believe it, even though it's way too good to be true, even though it's better than you could ever imagine, believe that you are the, you are the house of God. Yeah. And that the house of God, it, you take him into the world and he's going to use you. Like he's, he's going to speak for you. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com slash radio slash podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. 
He is honored by the church as one of the greatest enemies of clergy sexual abuse. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. In his time, St. Peter Damien fought against the many vices of contemporary clergy, especially sexual abuses among the clergy. In 1051, he wrote the Book of Gomorrah that is still considered essential reading for fighting abuse today. He died in 1072. To find out more, visit EWTN.com and click on Catholicism. EWTN has its own official YouTube channel with tens of thousands of videos covering just about every conceivable topic of interest to Catholics. And best of all, it's free. Every day, EWTN adds new TV shows, live events, devotionals, homilies, and specials to its YouTube channel. Visit the EWTN YouTube channel today. EWTN, the global Catholic network. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I want to I want to bring this back to that that question I was asking about power because I think Aaron to your point the question to Dan and I there is like um yeah, like where are you guys going to the Lord to see like um what he wants to give you and to cry out for more. And that mission staff retreat, what it allows us to do is to center on that word that he wants to be our God. And what does that mean? It means he's accessible. And if he's accessible, then his power is accessible. And if his power is accessible, then I can do something. And if I can do something, then I can move to action, right? Because what I see so often is in, especially in Western world Catholicism, I would say, especially in charismatic circles, is that we go into a conference and we encounter the Lord and we process it. And then because of hesitation to act, we have to, because we're made to act, we have to create a different action. So instead of acting in mission in the world, we act by saying, and there's spiritual attack now. And so I'm going to focus on me. Do you kind of see this? So like we're made to act after a process, right? So I encounter the Lord, I, I process, and then there's an action that I, that I just have an impetus. You have to act. Yeah. And but if you have a hesitation or you don't believe that the Lord wants to work powerfully through you outwardly, then what you're going to do is say, oh, there's some kind of attack happening here and I'm going to deal with it internally. But that just takes you back to encounter and process. And so then it gets you into this cycle of encounter and process. And again, I, I've, I've just, I, I speak this word today because so many of the young adults that I was speaking to over their, um, over their process over the last year, mm -hmm. so often when, when we can walk in a place where I ask them to take tangible steps in mission, all of a sudden they focus more on the victory of Jesus than the hardship of the moment. Bingo. Yeah. And that's amazing yeah. because all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting to realize his power. When I go out, even when I fail, I'm yeah. like, well, that just need, that means I need more. You know, like it, I think that um, where I wanted to bring this to is the, the Empower Conference by its nature sets the bar high. It, it doesn't lower it. And, and that is a high bar to, to be outward facing every time I encounter the Lord in process. Like that is hard. I'm not living that perfectly. Uh, like that's it, a pursuit. The reason we keep that bar high is because if we fall short, the Lord will cover the gap with mercy, but we can't lower the bar or else we'll become so inward facing. I think yeah. it can hurt us. So yeah, if we lower the bar, we become inward facing. I think, yeah. I think I think the bar is lowered because we've become inward facing. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, that's right. Which so, way does the, yeah, it's like mutual it, causality. You know, Dan, Dan um, led in one of the messages you, you said last night was that, uh, you know, so many times we come into uh, 
worship, trying to minister to the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. But what if we what if we approach it from a mindset of actually ministering to the Lord, right? That that our time of worship was actually a gift given to Him, like like actually, God, I, I want to keep my soul focused on You because yeah. I know that if I'm focused on You, then I'm focused rightly. Yes, it's, it's when I it's when I it's when I spend too much time looking at myself or thinking about myself or it's thinking so about good, my Aaron. thinking about my thinking, right? That that I can I can just come into this spiral. Uh, God gives us those those capacities for the sake of an invitation into surrender, right? And yes. uh, you know, one of the one of the fruits that I've seen, one of the highlights that I've seen, has been the fact that, in for some reason, at, at this at this conference, whether it's just the orientation of heart or whether it's the leadership mm-hmm. uh, and direction of of this of this event, um, there's a there's an amazing purity to our times of prayer and worship that I think just it it just it accents that and brings it to the forefront. And mm-hmm. uh, there's there's both, you know, I, I've got the blessing to serve on the music team this this week. Yeah. Um, and my experience yesterday and, and my experience in the past has been that there's an excellence in, uh, in production that actually mm-hmm. is amplified yeah. by the fact that there's a purity of heart. Mm. So, uh, and, and there's just, there's no, there's no, better experience, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and most oftentimes when it comes to, when it comes to making our, 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 pri- our sacrifice of praise, mm-hmm. right? Making our, our, our music, our song, our worship, that's just not something that Catholics experience in a Catholic context. Yeah, right. I mean, when's the last time that, that, you know, singing a hymn at mass at your, at your local mm-hmm. parish, like you, you were actually brought into a place of like connection. Yeah. Sacrificial offering. Yeah. Where you uh, allowed your heart to go there, right? Because that's what it's made for. So I think, yeah, it's it's through it's through messaging, it's mm-hmm. through worship, it's through it's through uh the conviction of mission mm-hmm. that we can reorient our hearts and actually allow ourselves to realize, hey, this this is not just a a, a feed me conference, right? This is yeah. a, this is an invitation into understanding. Yep. I don't know what it's what it's like to actually live Christian life. Yeah. Yeah, and I want I want to I want to go there for a second because you've been assisting with worship leadership and it's been amazing. And I what what I love about the uh, environment that's being set is it's it's always pushing all of us into a, a greater gift to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a song sang last night and I want to just share one one of the lines from it because we've been praying it for a, about a, a week or two now here at Damascus. And um and then after that I think it'll tie into the theme pretty beautifully. Um as kind of a, a conclusion to the show today, but um, it's this bridge that says, when I see your face, I'll wish I'd given more away. And it's just been, it's been piercing my heart that like, cause it's what you're saying, Aaron. And, and it's, 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 it's kind of what I'm trying to say in that action step is like, give it all away. Like, yeah, your circumstances might be hard. Give it away. Like give it to the Lord have faith that he can heal you right now and have hope that if it's not right now, it'll be better later. Like like move into him because what starts happening is all of a sudden I, I get caught up in the movement of God. Yep. And all of a sudden it's it's just all gift. Like all I deserve is non-existence. Anything past that point's gift. I'm just gonna keep going. And then I don't get in that insulary spiral. So I, maybe can we reflect on that line for a second? Like, <laughs> um, like w- when I see your face, I'll wish I'd given more away. I think it's right. I think it's the it um seeing his face is what makes me want to give you know. So those who haven't given more and those who haven't given their life, 
it's because they haven't encountered it. You know, wow. it's like when you when you see God and when you encounter his glory, that that's when everything fades away. That's when the treasures of this world are put in right perspective. Cause it's like, oh, mm. this this is everything. And it's and I think the if we try to give ourselves to God without seeing God, it's there. It, it, it's, it's it, one, it, one, it's impossible. And two, it's just not enjoyable, right? It's, it is the God it's seeing his face. It's worshiping him. It's adoring him. It's, it's looking at, he, he doesn't say you're going to be my people. And Oh, by the way, I'll be your God. No, it's first. I will be your God. You're going to see me. <laughs> you're going to realize I'm your God. And you're going to realize all the false gods are nothing compared to me. And I'm going to manifest myself and reveal myself through the power of Sinai, through the power of the cross, through the power of the Eucharist, through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show myself. And when you see me, when I see your face, I wish I'd given you more. It's It's, almost like what makes me. It's almost a secondary prayer, right? So what do you think about that? Like when when I see your face, help me give more away. Yeah, I mean, right? like, because I haven't, and it, so that encounter. Obviously. Well, and so if I'm, you can't give more away, then just say, Lord, show me more of you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not, I have to work harder and try harder to give more. I need to see God more. I'm seeing it in context of the Beatitudes, too. I mean, uh, again, this is maybe a little speculative, right? But sure. so oftentimes we, we look at the Beatitudes as like a causal transactional process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, so this. I, I this, will achieve, and then this. I will achieve purity of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then I shall. And, and then, then I, I will see God. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but maybe, but you know, th- these things don't happen one after the other, yeah. right? That, that those opportunities where I can find to see the face of the Lord, like that's, that's when the purity of the gift is actually strengthened and solidified in me. Um, oh, that's, that's, that's yes, sweet. yes, yes. They're, they're inter- intimately connected. I love that beatitude idea because what, what I've wondered, especially in that one, the pure of heart for they will see God, right? Yeah. Like, well, by seeing God, I'm becoming pure of heart. And in that pure of heart, I see God more clearly. It's exactly what we're talking about with the other pieces. Yeah. But what's, what's been blessing me about that particular song. And I think Aaron, just to get, you remain, you remain. Thanks. And thanks. It's written by a friend of Damascus, Meredith. Melton. Yeah. Meredith Melton. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, just, just to honor you and Joseph and the entire team and uh, Olivia, who's been singing that song so beautifully, what it's done for me is this, like, it's, it, it's, it's given me more of the eternal scope that like at, at the very end of my life, you know, like I'm done. Right. I, I go to the other side of eternity. Right. Yep. I, uh, my body will be resurrected later unless Jesus comes before I die, but you know, different, different thing. So when I, when I see his face there, everything's going to be so perfect. And I'm going to realize that all the things I was coveting, I just didn't need anyway. Like, like I, I just didn't like all, all I, all I needed was, was, was a connectivity to the other people who were representing him, moving him forward and blessing the world with him. Like, and I'll realize that in that moment. And it's, it's brought me to this heart of like, I want to prepare for that now. Like, I want to get ready that when I get, like, I want to have that, that revelation now and not just then. Now, again, I'm not saying then it would somehow keep me out of like the glory and rich joy of heaven, but there, I do, I just believe that, that like, I'm going to see, and I'm going to be like, you know, all the money worries that I had that got me in arguments with Nina and my dad, like what, what did that matter? What, what did that matter? Yeah. Right. Like all of the, like, like side, um, conversations I had to protect my own pride because someone was debating the best way to go about this ministerial idea. Like, what what does that matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, I want to give away my life. And I'm probably wrong. 
And I'm, but I'm going to just do the best I can and let God guide me, right? Like he's, he's our guidance counselor. I, I've been, uh, I want to go into the the theme here just to, to close so that we can have a couple comments, but um, I think it would do us well to recognize that like, we don't have to be afraid of failing in the action step when we know we have power, because even when we do mess up, Holy Spirit as paraclete, I've been rocked by this recently, paraclete means defense attorney. So when the prosecutor comes and lays down, here's your sentence, the Holy Spirit says, Beautiful. no, well, and I defend. Let me toss this out. Like, When's the last time that you saw somebody screwing something up when their intent was actually to give, right? I'd say typically in my experience, when I correct somebody, it's because it's because there's some selfishness that's being manifested. That's a really good word, Aaron. Right? So you were, you were made to give. Correct. And, and I, I want to affirm your statement that like, if, if you give recklessly, yeah. I think, I think God's got grace to correct that gift. The, the issue that that's not typically what I run into yeah, that yeah, needs correction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that you were, you weren't giving. Yeah, right? Right, you said you were right. giving, but you were taking. Right. Yeah. Or you said you were giving, but you were, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It was, it was oriented selfishly. You wanted to, you wanted to earn something for yourself or prove something to yourself. Yeah. The image I just, something yeah. yourself. the image I just got was a ship, like a, yeah. a like a, a large, like sailing ship. And the wind is always blowing. The Holy Spirit's always moving. And the question is, will I open the sails, you know, like, and, and set it on a trajectory outward? Because as I'm moving, we can still steer, we can steer differently, but it has to get moving. Like, like, and I, so I have to take action because I personally have like in seasons where I am most outward facing, I have the deepest prayer because I realize when I go out, like they need you more than me, Lord. And if I'm not with you, I can't provide you to them. I can only provide me and my gifts only go so Mm. far. And I think, um, I think that that actually ties in decently well. I just want to spend just a minute or two here because um, every Empower Conference, we dive into an Old Testament passage and we pray into it incessantly beforehand, really. And then we come up with like, I think this is the word that the Lord wants to speak. And it really is to bring something that is probably familiar to people, but in a new way, right? Exactly what you were talking about, Dan. And so um, this year we're in Jeremiah 31 verses uh 31 through 34. I don't want to read the entire thing, but I do want to read um, this part of it. But you can go and pray with this. This is the part I just want to kind of maybe, um, yeah, bring a a conclusion around today. And this starts in uh, verse 33. But this is the covenant, this is the Lord speaking, but this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. They will no longer teach their friends and relatives, know the Lord. Everyone from least to greatest shall know me for I will forgive their iniquity and no longer remember their sin. Like, yeah, I, we've already talked about him being our God and we being his people, but everyone from least to greatest, this is for everyone. It's not just us three sitting here, like, because we have a call to ministry. It's you listening today. Like, he, he's written his law on your heart. Like, just go in and find it. Sit with him, let him reveal it, right? And um, I'll just let you guys speak to that. When you were hearing that, what are some, some promptings as we close here? Yeah. Uh, once again, I, I, see it, I see it just as being a process where, like, the, the Lord promises, hey, I'm already here. I'm the one who's given your strength to be my people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does it mean to be your people? It means to claim him as your God, right? That, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I'm just on, a, I'm on a kick recently of, of breaking out of a transi- transactional mindset. Yeah. 
Speak uh, to that a little bit. Th- there's just there's there's nothing I can accomplish in this Christian life that's not impossible on my own strength. Yeah. So, uh, you know, ev- every assignment that God's given me can only be accomplished with His grace. And then in His mm-hmm. incredible, ridiculous generosity, He's gonna He's gonna attribute that to me as, as some kind of a success. Hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've just I've just been of the of the mind of let's 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 break. Let's break out of the mindset that, you know, that I can do this thing on my own or that I, I've got to do this thing on my own. And Lord, let every prayer I pray just be a prayer of desperation that I know you've called me to an important mission and I know you've given me the strength to accomplish it, but you are like, mm-hmm. we're going to do this thing together because there's no other way around it. That's awesome. This prophecy from Jeremiah was almost kind of like a foreshadowing of the prophecy that the Lord speaks through Ezekiel mm-hmm. um, in thirty chapter 36, where he says, um, I'll place my heart within you and I'll put my spirit within you. And it's just, it's interesting because in Ezekiel, he, at the beginning, he he's yelling at the people, um, like, get your heart in the right place and, and get your spirit uh, to do the right thing. He's He's almost telling them like, like will your heart correctly and and will your spirit correctly and accomplish the law. Just get your act together. You know, it's like yeah. that dad. It's like yeah. just get, yeah. get your act together. You so know, so that you see that you can't. Yeah, and both Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they 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 end up prophesying that like you, like oh oh Israel, yeah, <laughs> you can't get your act together, and mm-hmm. so, so I'm gonna put my heart in you. Yes, and you're gonna love with me mm-hmm. and. I'm gonna put my spirit in you, and 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 my spirit is going to get your act together. Yes. And that action that we've been talking about to, today, it is. Mm-hmm. It's 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 so frustrating when mm-hmm. we leave prayer and we try through our own willpower to accomplish what God's asked us in prayer. Yep. It it just leads to frustration. <laughs> it does. And when I try to willpower holiness, when I try to or willpower complacency. evangelization, right? It, one of the two. Yeah. 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 Frustration or complacency. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, one of the two. Burnout. It's gonna be one I of the two. I can't do this. Yeah. And and the gospel is that it's not you who accomplishes it. It's the spirit who has transformed you and who's operating in you. And when when mm-hmm. when you fail to see the spirit accomplishing it in you, you simply go back to encounter and say, Hey, Lord, yeah. how you promised me this new heart and you promised me this new spirit mm-hmm. uh, so that I could get my act together. Mm-hmm. Um can you like Let's activate this. Yeah. You know, like yeah. let's, it's this process of like mm-hmm. spirit. I need more of you. I need more of you. I need more of you. And mm-hmm. it's as we learn to just to yield to him and to yield to him and to rest with him, he, he takes over. And it's like union with God will never be possible without the death of self. And the death of self is not me mm-hmm. like, like hating myself. The death mm-hmm. of self is learning how to actually not be the forerunner in this race, but allowing mm-hmm. him to be the forerunner through my life. And yeah. it's a really, it, it, it's, it's a process that mm-hmm. like, it's why it's a child, right? Like you, you must be a child, like, because it's, mm-hmm. it, you can't overthink this. You just mm-hmm. have to allow God to work. And um, I think that's why the, 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 the great, the great ones, the, 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 the saints, they, they were just simple people. So mm-hmm. often yeah. they, they were not, complicated yeah and their lives were simple yeah well i also love um my my quick reflection just off what you guys are saying before we close um israel means those who wrestle with god Mm. and that's what jacob was named after he wrestles with the angel 
And what I love is that Israel from the very beginning walked with a limp because, because may, maybe, maybe selfishly, um, who knows the motives they wrestled with God and God wrestled back. Like he contended back and the Lord wants to contend for us. And when I read the prophets, similar to what you're saying, Dan, a revelation I've been having recently is that the Lord is actually commanding us to do things he knows we can't so that we will try on our own to recognize dependency. So yeah, get your act together precisely so that when you hear my words and try to act on them, you begin to realize that that's, that's not what Eden was. Yeah. That, that the reason that you fell in Eden is you tried to earn something you were given freely. And that's what I'm literally commanding you to do through the words of the prophets, precisely so that you can go back to yeah. the place where you recognize that is insufficient. It is relationship with me. It is, it is me and you together in union that's the solution mm -hmm. to all this. It's theosis and it's divinization. Like that's the answer, you yeah. know? And so if you're listening today, um, the Lord wants to awaken you to new realities in your life. There's no question. Uh, and he wants to equip you. But in the middle of that, he wants to empower you. He, he wants you to know your identity as a son or daughter that has access to him. And, 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 he, and he doesn't just wanna do that. He wants to empower you to understand your authority from that place so that you can go on mission. Let's go ahead and let's, um, let's close in prayer. And I think um, maybe just each of us speak a, a quick word just for anyone listening who's had things stirred in their heart in this conversation um, and, um, yeah, and who might be um, hungering for an, an empowerment from the Lord today. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we pray that everyone listening today would be empowered by you. We pray, God, that any area of conviction you're giving would be stirred and would be processed and would be acted. And Lord, we just pray right now that you would give absolute confidence to anyone listening, that you will be with them in whatever you're calling them to do from this podcast for. I was getting the sense that there's somebody who's listening today who has, this message has touched a nerve that, that ministry has been hard and that this individual has been of the mind that, that he needs to, he needs, he needs to press in and, and do the, do the harder work to earn the result. And, um, I would invite the Lord to let our witness ring true that brother, sister, the Lord Jesus desires relationship with you and that your fruit will flow from relationship. So uh, he sees you in your exhaustion and he invites you in. Yeah, just the, I think there are some who are crying out like, I want to see God more. I want to know God more. And I think it's not a conference that you need to go to to see him, but that they, the Lord tells us to go into the quiet place, into the closet of prayer, into the, the hidden place, and that mm -hmm. the Lord is, is not present because it's a conference. The Lord is present because he is present. And mm -hmm. he wants to be present to you in your closet. He wants to be present to you in your bedroom. He wants to be present to you in that quiet place. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would show up in power and glory and intangibility in every person's prayer time, that we would have faith that when we enter into the, the quiet of prayer, we enter into the tent of meeting. And when Moses entered into the tent of meeting, your presence was so profoundly there that when he left the tent, his face radiated such that he had to wear a veil to clothe, to hide the glory of God. The Lord, I want to enter into the tent of meeting with you. I pray that every listener, as we enter into prayer, we enter into this tent of glory and that we meet you face to face and that we hear your voice. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by searching for Beyond Damascus on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.